0: Thank you. Thank you, Martha. Our scripture this morning is taken from John's Gospel. We're continuing to look at the life and teachings of Jesus. Even though last Sunday was Pentecost, we're going back now looking at different parts of Jesus' life. And I invite you to read along with me as together we share John's Gospel, chapter 16, beginning at verse 12. Listen for God's Word. Jesus says, I will have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the word of the Lord. Why does it only take a minute to say hello and forever to say goodbye? It's hard to say goodbye. There's a song that goes, railroad stations, midnight trains, and somebody stands there with tears in their eyes. Taxi cabs leave in the night, Greyhound buses with red tail lights, somebody's leaving. It's hard to say goodbye. In John's Gospel, chapter 13, begins what some commentaries call Jesus' farewell discourse. Now, before the festival of Pentecost, Jesus knew that his hour had come. He knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father, having loved his disciples. He loved them to the end in chapter 14 John records these tender words of Jesus do not let your hearts be troubled believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many dwelling places and I go to prepare a place for you That where I am, you may be also. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Again in chapter 15, Jesus continues, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. When someone you love says goodbye, you can stare long and hard at the door they close and forget to see all the doors that God is opening for you. Standing on the threshold of death, in the shadow of the old rugged cross, Facing the most terrible experience of pain and horror, abandonment, Jesus' main concern is for his disciples. It was hard for him to say goodbye. He has compassion for them in their bewilderment and their blindness and their limited understanding. And then again, let me read you our morning scripture. Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. You know, the disciples and friends of Jesus knew this past. He knew his past. They knew about his birth, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. They perhaps even heard from John the Baptist about Jesus' baptism. They witnessed his preaching and his healings and his miracles. They heard him say that they could have eternal life promised by God the Father. But there were still things to come when they would better understand the rest of the story. Jesus had insisted more than once that he did not speak or act on his own initiative. His words were those from God the Father. Clearly, Jesus was looking forward to the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, as well as those doors God would open and continue to open into the future, into today, into tomorrow, into forever. When the spirit of truth comes, Jesus said he will guide you into all truth, What God does is give. There's the gift of his Son, given once, given for all time, and the gift of his Spirit that would be given again and again. So the Holy Spirit was to bring further revelations and apply them to each according to. Succeeding Generation As Jesus had glorified the Father by his works on earth so the Holy Spirit by his coming would glorify the Son In making known the Son, the Holy Spirit at the same time makes known the Father who is revealed in the Son You see, Jesus is looking beyond the ascension, looking forward to the day of Pentecost and looking forward to the entire history of the book of Acts as the Holy Spirit moved out into power throughout the world, working through his church. He is talking about the writing of the New Testament the wonder-filled letters of Paul and Peter and James and John written under the direct inspiration of this same Holy Spirit. Not just some bygone historical time, but this morning and beyond. The Holy Spirit is here with us opening our ears and our hearts and our minds to worship together, to be together, to understand better the Word of God. You and I live in the writing of Acts 29 by the promised Holy Spirit make no mistake you are here by God's invitation even if you don't want to be here even if you're here only because you love the music or the ones you you love the one sitting next to you more than golf you are here by God's invitation We have the living Word of God, always ready and able to breathe new life into our understanding, conveying the truth that the disciples did not fully understand and could not comprehend at the time. The mission of the church is not simply to go on repeating The words of Jesus over and over and over again the New Testament is in fact just the beginning of the fulfillment of the promises of Jesus given to his disciples and now given to us the Christian message is not just recorded history It is also about those things that are to come through the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. It's about the establishment of God's reign of justice and peace, about the one who is Lord of all lords and Savior of all saviors, a witness to the sovereignty of God, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and our participation In living and sharing the good news through the presence and power of God's Holy Spirit we have a living presence the word becoming flesh along with the anointing of God's Holy Spirit therefore we do not look just back but always upward and forward we have a special name for this bringing of God's truth to us as we worship together as we study together we call it revelation and this passage in John shows us what we what we have come to call the principles of revelation William Barclay makes this observation. Revelation is bound to be a progressive process. There were many things that Jesus knew, but which he could not at that moment reveal to his disciples. All teaching, all revelation, must be fitted to the capacity of those who will receive it. It is a developing revelation. It is proof that there is no end to God's Holy Spirit at work in the hearts and minds of his church and of his creation. God's Spirit, God's Holy Spirit, is always active. Jesus is not just another person in some sacred book. He is the living presence, and in Him, God's revelation continues to embrace the torn fabric of our lives, mending and making beautiful the tapestry of our love and hates, our lusts and longings, our strengths and weaknesses. Our courage and our cowardice. When a scientist discovers something new which will help make our lives better, when a surgeon discovers a new technique that will save lives and ease pain, when someone discovers a new treatment, a new drug, those are all from the heart and mind and love of God through the power. And presence of God's Holy Spirit. It is surely wrong to imagine that when Christ the Incarnate Word finished doing his Father's will by preaching and teaching, founding the church, sending forth disciples, accepting the cross, overcoming the trauma of death, his, and ours. He simply ascended into retirement. When we say Jesus is Lord, we affirm his sovereignty over all, for all time. The incarnation given once, the gift of the Holy Spirit given again and again and again, individually, to each one of us. And it would be an odd thing to think that God's revelation solely in terms of theology. Truth is not our doing, it is God's. Truth is not something we create by the process of our minds, it is something already waiting to be discovered. Something we appropriate but do not discover. At the back of all truth, there is God. And revelation is a continual opening out of the meaning and significance of life. The nearer we live to God, the better we understand the origins of truth. I believe that Jesus is the savior of all humankind. I believe Jesus is called the great physician because he cleansed the sick and the hurting hearts and set people free to live a new life. He invites us to share in forms of ministry that nurture and heal, reconcile relationships through the power and the presence of God's Holy Spirit the New Testament Gospels are full of stories demonstrating his miraculous love but Jesus miracles are not footnotes to his love they are focal points showing us how we were meant to be Physically healthy, well-fed, a right mind. In relationship with each other, God making right what has gone wrong. Jesus, through the continuing work of the Holy Spirit, shows that the world's brutality are not natural. Illness, hunger, derangement, Injustice, the hostility of all reflections of creation gone wrong. Christianity is founded upon the claim that Jesus embodies the divine love that nurtures all life. Jesus is God's eternal love focused in one person. That Jesus embodies divine love that is made active in the world through the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit enables us to acknowledge that Jesus is our window in what humans could be, what human life could be. Look at his life. Ask God to help you to understand why all the miracles, why all the teaching, why all the healings, why all the giving of food. They are to show us that each one of us have the opportunity of continuing that ministry. The Holy Spirit enables us to acknowledge that Jesus is our window into what human life can be. In the long letting go, as we continue to live in the flow of God's Holy Spirit available to each one of us, To be a follower of Jesus is to learn to live in the flow of that love through the presence of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It was hard for Jesus to say goodbye. So he promised the presence of God's Holy Spirit that would accompany his disciples And so on the day of Pentecost, God's Holy Spirit was given not only to his beloved disciples, but according to the prophet Joel and the book of Acts, God's promise was to pour out my Spirit on all people for all time, for all people to continue the epic story of God's love and grace that includes you and me and that one sitting next to you. Let us pray. Gracious, loving God, thank you for the incarnate Word. person of Jesus Christ. Gracious God, thank you for the Holy Spirit that continues to open our hearts and lives and minds to the promises of Scripture. That by your grace, we might continue to fulfill the ministry of Jesus Christ bringing health and healing. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen.